Johnson House Theory Realty. Now, normally she would be with us, but she did have a closing with someone out there. Hopefully that is a very exciting morning for folks. I know a lot of times people, it's run of the mill, and even in some instances, it's not the best of circumstances. People are having to move, get into a new home, but more often than not, it, it should be fun. It should be exciting. I know whenever we uh, purchased our home, uh, gosh, I don't know, eight, nine, ten years ago, however far back it was. I don't even know at this point. It's been so long. You know, there's an excitement, and you just can't wait to get it, get the keys and just go over there, and it's mine. It's, this is ours now, and there's such a level of excitement with that. And, and to have somebody who understands and appreciates that is all the difference in the world, and that's Emily Johnson, and I just can't recommend her highly enough. Um, I can't tell you the number of people that I know, uh, and then I've even just, you get the sense of in, in reading reviews that it, there's a friendship that's developed. I think Emily's even talked about that. Sometimes it's kind of hard, um, you know, at those those closings because if you've been working for a long while and um, helping for a period of time, you get to know them, you get to know their families, at least for Emily anyhow. That's actually what I said to Emily whenever yeah. we closed. I was like, I'm going to miss seeing you like yeah. every other day for I houses. Know. And she goes, well, I'll still see you on Friday. So I was like, I know, but it's not the same. Well, sure. Especially something that's that. I mean, there's a person. Yeah, and that's a big, yeah. That's a big item in your life, especially whenever you're purchasing your first home. And so having having somebody like her that appreciates it, and she does, like I said, um, of course, not you know every single individual she comes in contact with that it develops that way. But yeah, you know, I mean, it means something to her because it means something to you, and it's just much more than a transaction. You are not simply a commission uh, to Emily Johnson. It's one of the many reasons I do recommend her. So. Um, Congratulations to whomever, perhaps somebody that's listening right now, uh, is going to be closing with her this morning. That's Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty. Uh, there is a story in Just the News thought I'd share with you. I'm not going to go into a tremendous amount of detail here, but it's just continuing to add to the Christmas tree of corruption that is the Biden administration and the Biden family. Just the News reporting that banks filed at least six suspicious activity reports flagging Joe Biden's home address, according to a U.S. senator. Banks filed at least six reports concerning Hunter Biden's foreign business dealings that flagged President Biden's home address in Delaware, raising concerns about possible criminal activity involving money laundering or human trafficking. This, according to a U.S. senator who's investigated the first family's finances for years, Ron Johnson of Wisconsin, the top Republican on the Senate permanent subcommittee on investigations told just the news no noise television show last night that the suspicious activity report known as SARS chronicled about 12 million dollars in transactions over several years some of which passed through Joe Biden's Wilmington Delaware home where he was allowing Hunter to stay Johnson revealed Joe Biden would have almost certainly known his son was using his home as a business and banking address, if nothing else, from uh, postal mail arriving at the location. He added that the House impeachment investigation had plenty of grounds to question Joe Biden's complicity in his son's foreign dealings. The House is set to vote on formally authorizing an impeachment inquiry next week. Now, whether or not that still occurs because of the... Hunter Biden angle and, and this um, indictment 
which arguably could be used to prevent the investigation from moving further, at least in terms of investigating Hunter and questioning him, rather. But here, and, and these, this isn't Republicans' flag. These were banks looking at numbers, not personalities, but numbers. Six, at least numerous banks, this is just what they have found, six different occasions flagging these things as uh, this looks like human trafficking and or money laundering. And Joe Biden's house was used as the address. You know, when you see to what degree our government has completely dropped any apparent desire to go after any of the criminals who were using Jeffrey Epstein's island to rape underage girls. There's like no interest in these people. Jeffrey Epstein gets put in prison. He suicides himself. All for what? Selling underage girls to people that are influential with lots of money. Yet, not do we know a single one of those individuals? Has a single one of those individuals been held accountable? No. We know because of depositions from one of the girls, Bill Clinton was there on numerous occasions. We know, according to the deposition of another one of the victims, that, that um, Bill Richardson, who recently passed, former Democratic governor of, uh, I believe, New Mexico, he also was in the... Obama administration, he was one of the individuals that visited Child Rape Island. When you look at that, when you look at the 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 attempt Democrats to downplay human trafficking, calling it a QAnon conspiracy, it's sort of telling that, according to independent banks. There was all sorts of activity that indicated to them there was human trafficking going on through, in terms of transactions, Joe Biden's house. And it could be purely coincidental, but when you have a president of the United States who on at least six different occasions house was used for these transactions flagged by banks because of concerns that it was human trafficking. And you have all of this human trafficking going on, yet his political party downplaying it, calling it QAnon conspiracies. That could be a coincidence. Or it could be a pattern. Let's get the latest news update. From Keller 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. A 17-year-old girl was killed and two others are in the hospital after a three-vehicle crash yesterday afternoon on Highway 266. That's about two and a half miles west of I-44. An SUV was pulling out of Dollar General and hit a school bus traveling west, which had no students on board. The bus then collided with a pickup truck carrying the teenager who was killed after hitting a power pole. The driver of the SUV also has serious injuries. In Springfield, juvenile crime is on the rise. In the last six weeks, teenagers have been arrested in two homicides, in a shooting in the mall parking lot, and for bringing a loaded gun to school. Most recently, five juveniles were linked to a series of burglaries and vandalisms at Eagle Stop on North Grant, and they're all facing charges. In 2023, juvenile crime has surpassed last year's numbers. From Color 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. 
The first alert forecast sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvements from Color 10, Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Mostly cloudy today with a slight chance of afternoon showers, high of 61. Rain likely tonight, low of 42, partly sunny, 51 tomorrow, and Sunday sunny, high of 42. And now a traffic update. Springfield Talk 104.1. My name is Nick Reed, live from Scramblers. Everybody, welcome to the show. And want to welcome, well, I, I wouldn't say it's an officially an annual visit, but it seems like once a year or so, Brett Sterley joins us, um, the Missouri State Director of Convention of States. And uh, it's good to talk to you again. I say good to see you again, but I see you about once a week or so. And, of course, you... you uh, so people know if this um, is the sort of thing you find yourself interested in knowing more about. Um, you know, he's here usually every Friday when we do the happy hours, and and so it's good to have you on air. I appreciate you having me on again, Nick. One of the I think probably most misunderstood, um, I don't know what you call it, subjects, I suppose, convention of states. Uh, a lot of misconceptions about it. I have. Um, learned that a lot of people and I, I, I could be wrong about this but it seems like maybe Mark Levin is one of these individuals but there are some very high profile respectable constitutional individuals that have often said that yeah they used to not be comfortable with this whole concept but as they have learned the truth and, and um, just the, the factual information regarding the concept of convention of states that they now see this not only as viable but the only option so tell everyone if you would about it sure absolutely no and you, you're you're exactly right and I think that really is is makes people a bigger, a bigger advocate for a subject if they originally uh, opposed it but now they've done the research sure, and now yeah. they, and they've they can convince themselves yeah, former that, skeptics are oftentimes the most they're, they're the best a hundred a hundred percent so basically this is a provision in article 5 of the Constitution where it has the that's the amending provision for the Constitution to where it says specifically and I'll just read the text here, the Congress, whenever two-thirds of both houses shall deem it necessary, shall propose amendments to this Constitution, or on the applications of the legislatures of two-thirds of the several states, shall call a convention for proposing amendments. And so, basically, states have been given, this is a, a dormant provision in the Constitution, um, that allows states co-equal authority to propose amendments to the Constitution, really came out of the 1787 convention, whenever George Mason on September 15th of 1787, addressed the convention and said, hey, guys, we've got a serious problem here. You know, we're drafting this constitution. We're not really sure if we've given too much power to each branch or not enough power to each branch. We're going to have to have some way to amend it just based out of experience or to do dra correct drafting errors. But the only way that we have to amend it here right now is if Congress proposes the amendment. And he just asked his, his fellow delegates, are we so naive to think that a government that's become a tyranny will take steps to restrain its own tyranny? <laughs> and obviously the question of that is, the answer to that is no. Exhibit A, today, <laughs> life, uh, this where we are. Oh, 100%. I mean, I think and the reason why we are where we are right now is because the states have not exercised this authority that they have, this constitutional, really not authority. It's an obligation. Obligation, yeah. Now, one of the um, concerns that I oftentimes hear people who, uh, I think it's fair to say, strive to be constitutional, 
um, they initially throw out is that, well, if you do this, and you know, I mean, you're, it's just you could, it could, things could get worse. They could, they could get worse. You, you're going to have some state filled with a bunch of liberals, and, and then they're going to put into the Constitution these amendments that are going to make things even worse. And, and, that it, and that is a claim, but that's, again, something that if you go through and do the education, do the study of what the truth is, um, you know, that really falls on its face. And really, it's an, the, the subject matter of the resolution is really key, and we know that because there have actually been 400, over 400 Article 5 applications filed by state legislatures since 1787. We've never had an Article 5 Convention of States meeting because there's never been two-thirds of those, uh, those proposals, those resolutions that have agreed to the purpose of having that meeting. And so, by definition, that means that the, the subject matter of the resolution uh, is, is of critical importance. So when the, okay, let's uh, subject matter resolution. It, how, does it have to be very specific? Does it have to say, oh, well, the subject matter of this resolution is to add this specific amendment word for word? What does it look like? And that is the approach that's been taken with other Article 5 resolutions. They would have a pre-worded amendment. What would end up happening is maybe that amendment goes to, Missouri, to the Missouri legislature, and they agree both in both chambers pass that. It passes Missouri. Then it goes to Kansas. Kansas might look at that pre-worded amendment say, okay, yeah, we like that, but we're going to change this, this, and this, and then they'll pass it. Well, when it, it, that happens, so on and so on, well, then what you what you have is you don't have uh, resolutions that the legal term is called aggregate. They have to agree on the purpose. And so the approach that Convention of States action has taken, and we were found in 2013, is to, instead of having a pre-worded amendment, let's focus on subject matter um, uh, uh, in the resolution to, to, to guide the discussion. Okay. And if you look at polling for decades across the political spectrum, people pretty well agree that government does too much, they spend too much, and they stay there too long. They also agree that they'll never do anything to correct that. So that has really driven our subject matter our subject matter in our resolution. So what is the subject matter? What's the resolution? And, and this, is, this is past Missouri, along with 18 other states. And this allows the, the discussion at a convention of states meeting to center around limiting the size, scope, and jurisdiction of the federal government. That has to do with how many decisions D.C. makes. Discussing term limits for federal officials. That has to do, obviously, with federal officials staying there too long. That's Congress. could be political appointees. could be Supreme Court justices. And then also uh, restoring fiscal restraint. And so that centers around you know, the budgetary and taxation issues. Is there a time frame on it? You said how many states? 16? 19 Nin states. 19, so there needs to be 34. 34. Correct. Uh, what year was the first one? Like, what, what state? What was the first? Uh, the first was it was uh, Georgia in 2014. All right. So is there any time limit? Uh, it can be 100 years from now and, oh, well, we got the right amount of states and so it's good to go. And that is specific to the resolution. The legislature okay. decides that. So, for instance, whenever we passed in 2017 here in Missouri, it passed with a five-year sunset clause. Okay. And so that resolution, if the sunset clause was not removed or the resolution was repassed, 
was going to expire on May the 12th of 2022. Well, in 2021, uh, the Missouri legislature took up the same exact resolution again, except without the sunset clause, and passed the same resolution again. So uh, Missouri is a permanent signatory to uh, to uh, to call in a conventional states meeting under this uh, subject matter, this resolution. All right. Now, and you've probably answered this, but just so I make sure I understand it. When, for example, you said Georgia was the first, and then it, it, it moves on, and then a state says, oh, we like it, except for this and so we've added something does that mean then georgia has to vote on the new does what does what the 34 states all vote on have to be the exact same thing has to have, has to be the same okay. operative language. So the whereas and the wherefores uh, preceding the legislation right. of the reason why the legislature says this is why we're doing this, uh, that can differ. But when it comes down to we are calling an Article 5 Convention of States meeting to discuss okay. those three subject matter areas specifically. So is it to a degree like a joint committee situation where you've got the Senate and the House and, oh, the Senate, here's the House's version, the Senate changes stuff. All right, well, they have to come together in order to have the same language. Both chambers do have to agree, uh, yes. Okay, so yes. it's the same. So all the state legislatures have to agree on the language for the resolution. So is that also, is that number then 19, as you mentioned? Okay, that, so that is, that is correct, yes. All right. Um, so where are things now? I mean... Well, right right now we are on the precipice of passing in probably six or seven more states okay. right now. Uh, and literally between those six or seven states, there's probably a total of maybe 10 or 12 legislators total that are keeping us from getting to a, getting through a committee. Might be a committee chair, might be a Speaker of the House or President Pro Tem of the Senate, keeping us from getting to the floor. And so we were just working uh, as well as uh, in other states, as well as in Missouri. Even though Missouri is a past state, that doesn't mean that we're done here. We well, sure. And, and in my mind, this seems like almost a never-ending, daunting task because you could get it to that final state and then they change in a way that means, well, I, every state has, it has to go back to every state legislature again to... Well, it wouldn't necessarily have to go back to Avery. Say if we pass, have 30, 30, 33 states pass the identical resolution, oh, okay. the 34th does not. And you find another state. We would find oh, another okay. state God, or sense. or run that or run the actual uh, uh, resolution through that the other 33 states have gone through that 34th state again to try to get them to. I, I want to take a break and then want to, uh, I've got a couple more questions and then anything else that you want people to be aware of. We're talking about the conventions of uh, states here with Brett Sturley. Springfield's talk, one. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Live from Scramblers, we got Brett Sterling with us, Convention of States, and I said, well, I had a question I want to ask, but I want you to go ahead because you may answer it anyhow. Um, any other information that you want to make sure people know about the Convention of States? Sure, 100. percent And one of the, one of the things that uh, the the people get get hung up on is just like you were saying before that oh you know we're going to have this and then this group's going to take over and they're going to take right. away individual rights and stuff like that. And that's really just not it's really not politically possible. And the it's it's really key to look at the language in Article Five because it says that. 
that the state legislatures have been given co-equal authority to propose amendments to this Constitution, not some other Constitution, not rewriting our Constitution. We're 1,000 percent against that. This is only a meeting. It's a suggestion meeting to where legislators can meet in a representing their states in a constitutional venue and just discuss ideas and make proposals to try to push pull back their authority that belongs to them that the federal government has taken. And so and all, and also you mentioned Mark Levin was was opposed to this originally. Yeah, am I right about that? You are okay. exactly right about that. And then he did he did studies and he looked at the history and we just actually had a, had a big endorsement from the Heritage Foundation just recently, and it was the same type of thing. If you look, John Malcolm is one of their uh, is one of their constitutional authors, very very bright individual, very excellent writer, and he wrote a scathing article back in 2016. Well, he John Malcolm and a couple other uh, people uh, participated in the Convention of States Foundations Article Five simulation in Williamsburg, Virginia, this last August, and he came out and he basically said, you know, I was way off. I looked at this. I went through the process. This is a very serious, deliberative process. Probably our only uh, constitutional and peaceful recourse here right now. And he specifically cited that it takes two-thirds of the states to agree to even have this meeting, which is a big hurdle. And then any proposals that come from a Convention of States meeting, just as if the proposal came from Congress, still has to pass 38 states, three-quarters of the states, before anything has changed in the Constitution. So there is not another uh, three-quarters vote hurdle for any other um, uh, item of voting that uh, that any kind of government body or elected body actually uh, votes upon to actually enact a, a proposal or legislation that that body comes up with. Uh, I like that's great that simulation idea because as you noted this hasn't happened before and so you do start to in your mind you fill in the blanks and particularly people that are constitutionalist and have a rightful recognition of the dangers of government, you begin to think of what could go wrong, not instead of what could go right. So going through that process can be extremely instrumental. Um, and, you know, I, and one of the things I have heard that to me is easily dismissed is that, well, this could just, you know, blow up the Constitution. I'm like, this is in the Constitution. This, this, is, this is a mechanism that is, of all the things, original intent, it is very specifically listed as, here's how you do this. It was a very specific process, and really it's it's one of the one of the few things, the only major clause that's in the Constitution that passed unanimously with all the delegates and without debate. If you look in James Madison's notes, it says after James after uh, George Mason uh, presented this proposal, it says nen com. That means no comment. That's Latin for no comment. And so it was obvious that all the leg- that the, all the delegates of the 1787 convention is just you know, we've been talking since May about how to keep our federal government from infringing on individual rights. So obviously we have to give individuals working through the state legislatures the ability to make sure that the federal government, if they do operate outside their 17 enumerated powers, which they are here right now, obviously and have for some time, there's an an ability to, to, to course correct. And I think one of the big problems is that there are so many things, there are so many problems out there that we look at, you know, education issues, electoral, elect, uh, uh, election integrity, regulatory overreach, those are all, and groups are working in each one of these individual areas, 
but they are all symptoms of the same problem, and that's the federal government sticking its nose where it doesn't have any constitutional authority. And so this really, our effort strikes to the heart of the cause of all these other ancillary issues. So then, and last question, Brett Sterling, you're talking to Convention of States. In your mind, you play this out, oh, the wonderful, perfect scenario. Is there any specific goal, or is it ultimately just to get together, recognize, and address that government has gotten out of control and start there. I think the biggest, uh, the biggest, if there is any danger, the biggest danger of this whole entire process is nothing happens. We have this discussion yeah, right. and nothing comes out of it because the hurdle is so high. But still, this is going to be the most, uh, the, the, the greatest civic exercise and the lesson in civics that we've had since 1787. And so just the mere meeting of the states and being willing to push back against the federal government is going to make a huge statement. But I do think that we, we do have to have these structural, issue, the, these structural issues uh, addressed to where we can pull back that authority that the federal government has taken from states, bring it back to the state yeah. and local government where we can have more effective, um, you know, self-governing citizens have more of a, a more of input in the process. Brett, thank you, sir. Appreciate I appreciate it. it. Yeah, please, of course, please, absolutely. Please, please, please go to www.conventionofstates.com for more information. We have a great resources page there. There's also a take action page if you would like to be involved in the process. And uh, let's uh, go out and save our country. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. All right. Thank Springfield's you. Talk 1041 live from Scramblers. Now a traffic update. I'm Nick Reed. The first alert forecast brought to you by Wolfpack Cleaners, your residential and commercial cleaning professionals. Uh, Going to be another relatively mild day today from Color 10. Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt. There is a slight chance of afternoon showers. Otherwise, a high today of 61. Rain is likely tonight down to 42. Cooler tomorrow, though sunny with a high of 51 and 42 with sunshine on Sunday, Sarah Meyer. Thank you. And this morning, I'm joined with Josh with the Pyramid Roofing Company. How are you doing? I'm doing well. It's beautiful roofing weather out there. It's so been I a long complain. time no see. <laughs> it feels like an eternity because we... Like that Thanksgiving uh-huh, weekend yeah. was, was supposed to be my my day, and I of course it wasn't here for that. And, and you've neglected this relationship. And I've, clearly, yeah, I, I put you guys. I feel I feel so. Were you trying to do break up with burner. me? I am it's I, rude. Ghosting. I had this family, you know, that you you may not know about, but yeah, they <laughs> <laughs> got like eighty kids. Eighty kids at least. Yeah. Why does the I, number get counted. bigger every single time he's on? Started at 7, 13, 80 now. <laughs> it's What's going on just, over there. Yeah, they just grow. <laughs> they just they split. It's like amoebas. They just split, and there's like 10 more of them every time I get home. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> just because you fed them after midnight. Oh, it's like the gremlins or what are the... Yeah. What, yeah. But now, that's when they turn mean. You, you poured water on them. And you got them wet. Yeah, that's you, what makes them multiply. Oh yeah, they get them wet. They 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 have the thing. Yeah. That was an awesome movie. I yeah. love that movie. Oh heck yeah, it was. Maybe and we'll I, do that I, at Alamo. I always forget Phoebe Cates was in that. Oh my gosh, really? Yes, she was his girlfriend. Really? Yes, That's, I know. Isn't that crazy? Isn't it, the, the, when you watch those old movies, you forget a how inappropriate they were for like a PG <laughs> yeah, movie. I know. And b it's like oh I can't believe that person was in that movie. I know. It's wild. Yeah. 
we, I think it was a few years ago, the girl child never seen it. We're like, okay, you see this. And I was like, I forgot Phoebe Cates is in this. And then, yeah, you're right. There's a bar scene and the gremlins, they're smoking yeah. and getting drunk <laughs> and everything. And you're like, but that's after you, you feed them at midnight. But when you get water, remember, he's like, and then they start popping what was out that? back. That, that's was a, that is an actual quote. That's exactly how it sounds in the movie, too. And then he started popping out of his back and mugwise. Mugwai. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a cult classic. So pyramid roofing. Yes. That's right. Oh well I guess we should talk yeah, about Yeah, thanks, Josh. See you yeah, later. Yeah, we'll see you guys. <laughs> All right, bye. Mm. No, I guess we should talk about roofs. So typically whenever you think winter time, uh, you don't typically think about roofs, but what are you guys doing? We so we actually we are still scheduling installations right now. Um, we're doing them pretty much uh, almost every day. We're putting a roof on right now. So um, it's a, a lot of people think, oh, it's winter time. It's not a good time to install install them. It's actually a fantastic time. I installed a roof at my own house last December. Um, it's nice and cool as long as it's not too cold. Where the, the danger you run into is uh, when you've got the shingles that are frozen, the, the nail can blow through. You got to dial in the pressure on your guns a little bit differently when it's colder but you know we look for you know mid 30s and warming into the 40s and maybe in the fifth like this week is perfect next week's perfect so we're, we're roofing and still install installing them. it's actually better than in the summertime you know when we're when it's 100 degrees outside you can actually have some scuffing on the shingles a little bit in some cases so it's it's a great time to just continue to work is there any uh i guess winter maintenance tips that you recommend Ooh, that's a good question I'd say the biggest thing, and, and Nick's, Nick's brought this up in the past, but get get your gutters cleaned and, yeah. and get the, the oh, needles, the debris off your roof. Yeah. It, the stuff gets, if, if that's the main thing you can do, um, and, and if you want, you can have somebody come inspect it. You can seal up the, any exposed fasteners before it gets too wet. Right now, it's been pretty dry. Any, you know, there's a lot of different nails that are, that are uh, you know, fastening the ridge cap, things like that. Have somebody come up, put some new silicone on those would be great. What about tips for people who are hanging Christmas lights? <laughs> be careful. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We, we had a customer that uh, just, we did Monette a couple weeks ago, and they, they got their Christmas lights up, and they hired somebody to do it. If you can if you can hire somebody to do it, great. Uh, I'd, I'd say go with a professional, but, um, you know, get the get the little clips that go in the gutters. You know, do it that way. Do it, and, and, and don't, don't staple anything to the roof. Those little fasteners actually can slide up underneath the lip of the shingles. Uh, those little plastic things that you attach the lights to, those things are great. Don't staple. Please do not staple the shingles. So, gonna, so it is okay to do the ones that slide up underneath, oh, and yeah. I ask that because I have gutter guards, and yeah. so I always before utilized the clips that went on the gutters. Yep. But I didn't know. Okay, well, that's good to know. I yeah, think you can I have slide. the ones that slip under. Yeah. Well, and I think they do. Uh, generally, one will do both, but I didn't know if mm-hmm. there was if that wasn't necessarily good for shingles to do that. Or yeah, if you're doing it on the eve there, you can just it's it's, it's a little right, thin little yeah. piece of plastic. You can slide okay. it up underneath there, and it it'll hold right, it. It'll well, now fine. I've. I have permission. Yeah. There we go. All right. Anything else? No. I think uh, I don't have anything else. I'm good to go. Okay. We talked about we talked about gremlins. Nope. That's the main thing that I wanted to yeah, clearly. Yeah, that was the uh, the most important. All right. You got weekend plans? <laughs> oh no. Just it's uh, home improvement season at our house. So we're, we did floors Me last too. weekend and uh, probably doing a little drywall this weekend. It's going to be super exciting. Well, you have fun with that. Yeah. When you're Thank done, you. you can come over to my house. <laughs> <laughs> I got projects for you. All right, Josh. Uh, Jesus came back. I know. I saw that, but I didn't. Yeah. I didn't want to say anything because you were doing Jesus an endorsement here on Fridays. Really? Look, yeah, see, right see him? There. Where? Right there. Oh. You see him? Oh, I see him. I do see him. Oh, wow. He's, He's been here for the like the last three weeks. No kidding. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. 
he came back and he's just chilling here at Scramblers. Yeah. I would. I'd lead with that if I were Scramblers. <laughs> that, yeah, the home. I'd be of, like Jesus comes the home here. of JC. That's right. Yep. <laughs> he likes eggs Benedict. <laughs> I'm not going to be allowed to hang out with you guys anymore. Um, how do people get a hold of you? Uh, you can uh, best way just uh, Sarah's endorsement tab on KSGF.com, or you can call the office at four one seven nine four three four zero one one. All right, Josh. I hope you have a good rest of your weekend, my you too, friend. Guys. All right. This See is ya. Sarah Myers, Springfield's Talk, one zero four one. All right. Let's uh, take a quick break. Continuing on from Scramblers this morning, the Friday Road Show. Nice. I'm Nick Reed. Building Company, O-L-L-E-R, for those of you out there looking to get a new home, but you want a new home. You want it new. You don't want a pre-owned home. You don't like to do the remodeling when you're, you know, first home buyers, the starter home, and you're like, it's fun. We're going to do this and watch all these DIY shows. But then at some point, you're like, I don't need that stuff. Aller Building Company is for you because all that, all that remodeling you don't need to worry about. And the first go-around, of course, they can, you know, Go ahead and pick the black backsplashes and the, the light fixture styles for you. Or you can just head to their showroom floor where all of that is in one location for your convenience. And they have a great development now with builder incentives. You can ask them about that. Aller Building Company, O-L-L-E-R. And you can find them ksgf.com as well under Nick's endorsements. Look, everyone, Bill Cox decided to stop by. I mean, this is just one of those shows where we get all sorts of friends stopping by. I feel like it's an old um, Christmas album from 40 years ago where you got Bing Crosby hosting. And it's like, well, look, David Bowie stopped by. How are you doing there, sir? Hi, Nick. Hey. How are you? Hi, Sarah. Good to be here. Thank you for allowing me to take up a seat. Well, you just sat out. I know. Well, you know, big old boy like me. You own the place, though. What uh, am I going to do? Whoa, 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 whoa. Julie owns the yeah. place, so I'm just her puppet. Oh, how well, are you? I'm doing fantastic. Great. Happy I'm holidays. Doing, yes, happy to holidays you. to you. Wonderful, wonderful. I got a whiff of cinnamon earlier. You betcha. Back there making uh, fresh bread, so. Trying to get after it. It's a great season to come in and buy your stocking stuffer holiday gift certificate. Oh, okay. Spend $50, you get $10 off. What? Spend $100, you get a $20 off. Oh, my so, gosh. Or actually a $20 discount. What a deal that is. Yeah. Never in my life. Yeah. You Have you ever deserved a discount? No. Well, okay. See, don't complain then. I'm not complaining. Okay. Saying never in my life. I, it's just a great deal. Thank you. I'm I absolutely not complaining. complaining. No, no, no. I'm we'll take care of you. Never in my life. I'm, yeah. It's just a, it's a it's you know, great key, time to be alive and to get certificates. Key is show me your wallet or show me the money. What was that? Uh, it was, show? Um, yeah, with uh, Tom Cruise and... I don't remember the name of it. Well, because I thought you might be of help. It was Tom Cruise, Cuba Gooding Jr. Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire, good job. There you go, buddy. Before you could even look it up, fool. Yep, Jerry Maguire. This has been another award-winning show. Great busboy we have. Isn't he cool? He is a nice man. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. really gets after. He is a nice man. Don't forget to tip your busboy. Yeah, don't forget. 82-year-old man that works like he's a 25-year-old. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed him to be that great father-in-law well i guess so <laughs> i mean 
Must be. Great fighter. Well, hey, as always, thanks for uh, allowing us to do the show here. And, yeah, gift certificates and bread and all sorts of things that people can get here. If they're looking for Christmas items, you know, a lot of times you host and you want to have something a little extra special. Um, you know, maybe you've got jams or, you know, the sort of thing that you want bread, but you it's Christmas, so you want, you know, maybe something that's a little more homemade. And so here at Scrambles, you can get that sort of thing. You bet, Nick. And those of you who have not booked your Christmas party, evening Christmas party, we have plenty of evenings available. We don't charge for the location. Okay, like a lot of facilities. No kidding. Yeah. All right. And we can we can host anywhere from 25 to 125. Uh, and you name the menu, we can make it. We're not talking eggs. We're talking carb roast beef. We're talking prime rib. We're talking ham, turkey, you name it. You name the menu and Hot we'll pockets. take care of it. Hot pockets, you betcha. All right. That's my kind of party right there. Well, actually, that is extremely valuable information because I did not know that. You bet. All right. Well, that's good to know. I may take you up on that at some point. It gives me something to do instead of going to bed at 5 o'clock at night. Bill Cox, everyone. Thank you, sir. And if we don't talk to you, I know I will. But if everyone else on the air doesn't, happy Merry Christmas. Happy Merry Christmas to everyone out there. Thank you. You bet. Thank you. Springfield's Talk 1041 from Scramblers. More in moments. I'm Nick Reed. Stories of my life was with him. Sarah Myers, everyone. Thank you. I want to tell you about Avis, the car rental company. You know, uh, it's a busy time of year. You're planning holiday trips. And if you don't like to use your own personal car, right now is a great time to give Avis a call. Secure your uh, short-term rental. And maybe uh, the new year, maybe you're wanting to purchase a new vehicle, but you've got a couple of options that you're thinking about. Avis also has their long-term rental program as well. And that is a great option if you are, you know, looking to purchase a vehicle and like I mentioned, you're not exactly sure what you want because the long-term rental program, you can swap out vehicles every couple of months if you wish to do so. Now, if you want to go ahead, secure that short-term rental, or you want more information on the long-term rental program, swing by the Avis store. It's here in Springfield off of Fort and Sunshine. Speak to Lauren. And of course, you can find all of that contact information for Avis under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at KSGF.com. I was going to talk about some real important things, but then I thought, no, I'm not going to because I saw an old friend of mine sitting over here eating uh jason donahoe whom i I have not seen and i don't know how long um i haven't talked to and i don't know how long now i actually several years ago ran into your sister and and uh, oh yeah yeah and uh and i for the first time i saw i thought well last time i saw you i was being mean to you Uh, (laughs) i swear some of the funniest memories that i have were with you. Oh, yeah. And, of course, the last time I went with trick-or-treating was with you as well. It tells you how far back it goes. But I remember one of the stories I've told. I'm trying to think of some that wouldn't embarrass you too much. But you can embarrass me. Okay. I'm unembarrassed. All right. Well, so two of my favorite stories, and I've told these before, maybe on air. We There was that little movie theater in Carthage that opened for oh, Remember yeah. that? It oh, was yeah. Kinda, it was walking or bike riding distance, at least from where I lived. Yes. You lived out sort of in the country, right? Didn't you? Or? I lived over by Fairview. The uh, okay. School. All right. Well, Everywhere was walking. Yeah. And so, by the way, Mikey Keith's birthday is today. Is it? Yes. So, happy birthday to him. And happy I say that birthday. because we would pal around together yeah, there oh, a yeah. lot of times. And, and, um, and so, we decided to go see a movie. At, and we didn't even know what we were seeing. And yeah. it ended up, it was... 
um, Beauty and the Beast. But we didn't know really any, for whatever reason, yeah. much about it. We certainly didn't know it was a musical. And I remember we're sitting there. It starts up. And she starts singing. And you look over at me. And now we're bike riding. Age, yes. Oh, yeah. And you look at me and you go, what the hell? <laughs> and then just start laughing. I, I don't know why. It was oh, one yes. of the funniest things. So what have you been up we're to? We're both movie guys. Yeah, yeah we are so movie guys. Are you in Arkansas now? Or, I am. Yeah. Yes, what are you up here? Up here? Uh, well, my folks live up here. That's right. But I did run into your dad at ABC Books like a decade ago, yes, I think. Yes, but I'm also up here for work. I'm, I'm in sales, so I just I closed some business at a business in Arkansas, but they had locations in Missouri, so okay. I'm up here doing some training. How often are you up here? Quite a bit. I mean, yeah, not quite know, a bit. I can't not quite a bit. This. I you mean, know, you're I mean, one of my favorite people to pal around with oh, yes. in high school, I have and to, here you're up here all the time. Well, not I, all the time. Every once in a while. But I have a dream of being on the radio and well, discussing with you. I, I listen to the radio all the time. I'm a ra- I, oh, I yeah. drive and listen to the radio. Yeah. And I know you, I remember you could argue with anyone really? and never lose an argument. <laughs> And make That's people look fun. silly. Oh well. Uh, and and so the fact that you're on the radio is I love it. Hundred percent. What I you do. should be doing. I, well, I appreciate yes. that. And you're well. Any time <laughs> to come by here while we're doing the show, and yeah, I'll put you on. Oh yes. I mean, I you, I, and I, I, you might not like some of my. I got some hot takes for sure. Oh, I love things, that but, stuff. Uh, well, so <laughs> there, I, then I'll, I'm going to tell one other story. Now, people have to remember we were young. You we were know, young. We were young. Experience, no wisdom. Right, no wisdom at all. Yes. And I don't know if you'll remember this or not, but we probably not because you always did really funny things. Probably to you, you forgot about, but it stuck in my mind. Yeah. And y- you had a was it a blue pickup truck? Yes. Yeah, you had a blue Ford Ranger truck. that required yeah. a quart of oil with every <laughs> gas fill up. So yes. we were driving on that stretch between Carthage and Webb City. Oh yeah. And we had just left Carthage, and it was hot as could be. It was summertime. I mean, it was sweltering, and there was a guy walking down that oh. highway. Do you remember this? Yeah. <laughs> and 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 he he had carrying stuff and I mean it was like heat advisory out and so you start to slow down just a bit above him and you pull over and I said what are you doing because there wasn't any room or yeah. anything and oh, I thought no oh, you got yeah. a single cab and although there was the bed and and, yeah. and you and you just looked at me and you said watch this <laughs> and the guy I see him in the rearview mirror and he has this look of hope in his eyes <laughs> and he like starts kind of to do a little step jog towards us and when he gets maybe two arm length away you gun it and you just take off down the highway and i i just uh, laughed so it was horribly cruel it was but but, you know we were kids 16 i was maybe still i don't know i was barely driving yes yeah i I should have given him like a 10 spot and then and then left and maybe he could have been a killer i remember it differently maybe it was you it was your idea from the beginning probably yeah uh, probably (laughs) in my mind i rewrote things so i was just the observer yes well jason don Please come by anytime. Oh, yeah. It's so great to see you. Great. I like your I love Thank your show. You. Thank you very much. I appreciate yes. that. I do. From Scramblers this morning, uh, <laughs> don't forget those Santa's Angels locations. Please help us out. You can get them at ksgf.com. In the meantime, Glenn Beck's coming up next. I will talk to you Monday. I'm Nick Reed.